Hey everyone, well a week's gone by and we are back and we are going on a journey to Egypt. Did you bring your sandals, Good pair of walking shoes, you have your water bottle, your coffee, whatever you're going to need for the journey? Welcome back. My name is Lynn. This is Hope for Today podcast and I'm glad you're joining me. If it's your first time, we meet every week at the same time, same place, and we study the Word of God together in a little brief devotional. If this is your second, third, hundredth time coming back, thank you. Don't forget to leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you and chat with you in those comments or my email is also in the description below. Feel free to email and reach out. So last week I just talked about how, you know, God just, I get overwhelmed and, you know, why? And I, you know, I'm sure other people get overwhelmed and why do we do that? Because we take our focus off the Lord, we listen to other people and we have to remember God has a vision. He has a plan for my life. And the Bible talks about without vision, people perish. So that means I always need to be asking the Lord, okay, Lord, which direction do you want me to go? What do you want me to do today? You know that today's vision, today's journey that we set out on might be a one day event. It might be a weekend or a week event. Maybe it's a couple of months, maybe it's for a season. It might be a lifetime event. You just don't know. You don't know what God is doing. I remember raising my kids with that in mind, saying to myself, when I raise these kids, how will that affect them in 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now? When our kids are 30 and 40 years old, the things I instilled in them, the journey that we took as a uh, couple that got married and now had children, the journey that we were on, you know, um, what lessons did we learn? What did we teach our children? Okay, so <clears throat> we are going to be talking about the journey of Abram and how he got distracted when God specifically told him something. So we're going to be in Genesis. We're going to start in chapter 11, verse 31. I'm going to read some of this, and then some of this I'm going to leave up to you to uh, read yourself. Excuse me while I pick up my notes. I definitely have notes because I just feel like this is so important. I want to get it right. So I don't know if I'm going to pronounce all the names right. You know, Old Testament names are a little bit different than names of the 2023 century here. So Terah, who was Abraham's father, took Abram and his son and Lot, the son of Haran, and his grandson and the daughters, and it goes on and on. And they set out together as a family to go to the land of Canaan. Canaan is where God told them to go. This is where God said, I'm sending you out. See that place right there? That's where I want you to go. Clear direction. How many of us have had God say, right there, that's what I need you to do? Okay, simple, right? Sounds fair enough. And when they came to Haran, they settled there. Settled. I thought they were supposed to be in Canaan. Okay, let's keep going. The days of Terah were 205 years, and then he died in Haran. So Abram's dad now has died in this area. Then the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So now the Lord has spoken to Abram directly and said, okay, it's time. Your dad's passed. I want you to leave the family that you brought with you, and you're going to take your wife, and off you go. I want you to go to Canaan. He said, I will make for you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, 
and that you will be a blessing. So it goes on to say that Abram took his wife and Lot, his brother's son or his nephew, and all their possessions that they had. And they gathered that up and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to the land of Canaan. Okay, they're back on the road. They're back on the journey. They're going to go to Canaan. And they, went, and they came to the land and of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak. And at the time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the Lord's name. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward Negeb. Now, what can we learn here so far? Okay, so we're going to be in um, chapter 11 and in verse 31. It says that Terah, who was Abram's dad, took the whole family and they were headed to Canaan. That's where God told them to go, but they got dis kind of distracted and they ended up settling in Haran. This is where the dad died. So Abram now has lost his dad, but then God speaks to him and says, I want you to continue on. I want you to go to the land of Canaan. So in verses 1 through 3, now we're in chapter 12, um, Abram, he says, okay, we're going. God told us to go. Now we go to verse 5, and it says that he grabbed his wife and his nephew and all his possessions and everything he acquired, and they set out. They, they started to do the journey that God told them to do. Then we're going to be in verse 7 in chapter 12. Yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going through this pretty quick. You can go back definitely and read it on your own. The, the Lord appeared to Abram and he said, To your offspring I will give you this land. And Abram built an altar to the Lord. You know, building an altar to the Lord was the best thing. Like that was just the ultimate thing that you could do to honor and respect and worship and show love to the Lord. In verse 8 chapter of chapter 12, he moved to the hill country and pitched his tent. Okay, is that a bad thing? He settled down for a little bit? Okay, maybe he needed to rest? I, I don't know. You know, God told him to go. When they were going, when they got to um, a place where Abram's dad passed, that was only about halfway to where they needed to be. They stopped halfway and they settled. Well, how many of us halfway through the journey of life that God has told us to go on, do we settle? Ah, I'm too tired. I, 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 I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. You know, I, I, one of my biggest pet peeves, can we talk? Can we talk here? I got a pet peeve about Christians. I'm going to be blunt and frank, and you might be one of these people. So if your toes hurt when I get done, I'm sorry, but just find another pair of shoes for the journey. I don't know how many people who have taught Sunday school or have taught whatever or been involved in whatever ministry of church and they hit a certain age and then you say, oh, you're going to be involved this year? Oh, no, I'm done. I've done that. I, I've paid my dues. I did my 10 years. I did my, what, wait a minute. Uh, did you get a, a calling from God to say you're done serving? I, I didn't know that happened. 
I thought that only happened when he took you home to glory. Growing up as a young person, everybody's old. You know, everybody over 25 is old when you're young. And I remember hearing of every age, I would not say, we used to call them the white tops. It wasn't just the white tops in church. It was every age. You'd hear people say, oh, I did that. And it wasn't that, oh, you know what? I served there for the last 10 years, but God's calling me somewhere else. That's totally different versus, yeah, I've done my thing. I'm done. We, you know, that's your halfway mark. I'm done. I've paid my dues. It's time for somebody else to be involved. When and where is that in scripture? I used to think as a young person, I don't want to get old. I don't want to get older because you, you give up. That was the impression I got. The older you got, you just quit. You just give up. The Bible doesn't talk about quitters. The Bible doesn't talk about people giving up. The Bible talks about running the race to the end. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You are to serve and you are to be faithful. And whatever journey God has put you on, you are to complete the journey. God told Abram, over there, over there in Canaan, I've got something big for you over there. We're going to find out next week. Was it, was it good? Was it great? Was it, yeah. Come back next week because, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Remember that. We're going to find out how green it was. But God had a plan and God already told Abram, here's, here's my vision for you. This is where I want you to go. End of discussion. Just go. Okay. So they moved and they pitched their tent. So now we're going to be in verse 10 in chapter 12. <clears throat> and in verse 10 it says, Now there was a famine in the land. So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. Okay. So first of all, I didn't know what the word sojourned meant. That's not my, you know, everyday language. So I Googled it, and it says a temporary stay. You sojourned. Not a permanent stay. It's a temporary stay. My husband and I were talking about this, and if you look at the map from where he was and where Canaan was and getting there, he kind of, instead of doing what he should have done, he kind of took a little detour and went over to Egypt. Now, there was a famine in the land. You'd say, well, that makes sense. You know, food shortages. Can anybody relate? We've got food shortages. So <clears throat> we're all panicking as Christians, right? Isn't this what, let's talk again. We're running out of. There's no this, there's no that. There's food shortages we can't get. We as a people, as Christians, we're supposed to panic, right? Because we're supposed to I get nervous and we're supposed to, you know, um, where does that say in Scripture? First of all, the Bible talks about having a stockpile and saving, you know, and the storehouse that we should have things put aside. But setting that aside, maybe you've, because of food shortages and things, that you've been depleting. Does the Bible not say, I will take care of you? Does the Bible not say that the Lord says, look to the birds? Do I not take care of them? Will I not take care of you? I just said to somebody today who's, you know, all in a tizzy. All right, you turn the news on and what do you hear? You listen to people at the grocery store, what do you hear? It's depressing, it's discouraging. It's, listen, if you're a believer, you know the end of the story. 
you know, I love getting a, I used to get a good book and I'd read the last chapter. So as I read through the rest of the book, I already knew what was going on or what was going to happen at the end. We know the end of the story. God is on the throne. God is at work. God is doing what he said he was going to do. He's preparing the land, the earth, all the countries, everything that's going on in the world. It's already his plan. He has a plan for you. Remember we talked about that last week? As Christians, we are not to panic. And yes, I've been there. I get a little, you know, with certain things. And I talk about that you should have provisions put aside because you just never know. You're going to be sick for the week. You don't feel good. Maybe you need to help out a family member or friend. It's good to have your, your shelves filled with things. But that doesn't mean that we panic and we get upset and we get overwhelmed. So here is Abram. And there's a famine. So you might say, well, of course he had to leave. There's a famine. But did God tell him it was time to leave? Or did he choose to do that on his own? So now he heads to Egypt. And now he gets there and he looks at his wife and he says, wait a minute, you're really pretty. We're going to have a problem here because they're going to want you and they're going to kill me because I'm your husband. So, okay, here's the scoop. All right. Now you're, you're in, in reality, she was his half sister. So he said, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, a little white lie, you know, not too bad, right? It's okay. It's okay. So I'm going to tell them you're my sister and this way they won't kill me and we'll both be taken care of. Got a deal? So here they go into Egypt and they lie and they were deceitful and manipulating the whole situation. And, oh, yes, my beautiful sister, yes. So who wants her? The king wants her. Bring her to me. I want to take her on and, and in my kingdom. And, and to be nice to um, the brother, you know, Abram, I'm going to give you some this, and I'm going to give you some of that, and wealth and cattle and all the rest. Now here he's, Abram, you know, he set out to Canaan, but now he's sitting in Egypt, and he's doing pretty well. And I don't see anything in there that Abram said, okay, we're going to stay one week and then we're going to go. He's sitting pretty. He's got money. He's got, I'm sure he's got servants. He's got livestock. I'm sure he had a decent house to live in. I don't know that I'd be too much in a rush to leave Egypt. How many of us were on a journey for the Lord and we set out? And we hit a distraction. Now, here's a perfect example of he went out with his dad and the family, and they settled, and his dad passed. So he had another chance to do it right. And God said, I want you to get up. I want you to go. Okay. He even built an altar. I think he built two altars, if I remember right. And he did what he needed to do, and he thanked the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him there and said, I need you to continue. And then on his way, oh, there's famine. That, what are we going to do? We got to go. We got to. Did he stop and say to the Lord, you told me to go here. It doesn't look like I should be going there. From everything I can see, that's not the place I should be going. Lord, do you see? Now, there are times I've panicked. There are times I'm like, <gasps> you know, and I have to, as a human, and the Lord knows I'm human. He created me. He already knows my thoughts. But I have to kind of talk out loud. Lord. Do you see that this situation's at hand? Lord, do you see that I have no money? Lord, do you see that I, I can't think straight? Lord, okay, Lord, time out. I need time out. <clears throat> Number one, you're in the solution. 
Number two, you've told me this is where you want me to be. Now, I, I, I'm going to have to just, you know, take a moment and sit back and I, I need you to intervene. I need you to reconfirm. I need you to send whatever the case might be. So he didn't do that. So Abram now goes to Egypt and wants to play it safe. You know, we're, we're out of the famine. I got good food. I got money. I got all the things that I need. I'll tell you. So what exactly, exactly happened? Both his father and he in two different places were on their way, and they got distracted. Your walk, your journey with the Lord will be filled with distractions. You are a human being, and you're growing in the Lord, or at least I hope you are. And you're going to make mistakes because you've taken your eyes off the Lord. You've not asked for provision. You've not asked for guidance and wisdom and all the rest. What happened to Abram was he manipulated his way out of something that he was probably fearful of, which was a famine. And what am I going to do? And instead of committing that to the Lord and continuing on to Canaan, he did a little side loop there where I think I'd be better off if I went here. How many times in your own life, I've done this. I, I, I almost hate to admit how many times that I have been serving the Lord or doing my thing and I got frightened, I got fearful, I got overwhelmed, I got distracted, and what I could see in front of me didn't look good, it looked bleak. And I'm supposed to get through that to the other side where this is what God told me to do, and I kind of went, well, if I just go over here or if I just go over there, I think it's gonna turn out a whole lot better. I can manipulate, manipulate my way through this and I'll be okay. Not the case. Not the case. How many times has God given us a vision, a direction, and a calling, and we've gotten distracted? What journey does God have you on right now? Where is he sending you? Where is he, is he about to send you? Has God given you your Canaan? Has God told you where your Canaan is, and you are on that journey? I don't know what journey he has you on. I'm not you. I don't know what he's told you. I'm not the Holy Spirit. That's between you and the Lord. But don't complicate the matter. Keep your focus on the Lord, and you want to get the job done that he's called you to do. We don't want to miss the mark. We don't want to, you know, I don't want to disappoint the Lord. I don't want, I want to serve the King of Kings. I want to serve my Savior, the Savior who died on the cross for me so that I could have eternal life. Does that mean I run myself ragged and I fall apart? No. The Lord already, the Lord created Lynn Wilson. I, you know, sometimes I kind of, I do, I scratch my head on what is it that the Lord is trying to do? Why, why would if he created me, I, you know, I have speech impediments and I get myself overwhelmed and I, I, my brain doesn't work like other people and I, I don't do and I don't look and I don't feel and I can, I can give you all, all my flaws. You don't need to tell me any. I know all of them very well. And yet with all of that, God doesn't look at that. God looks at your heart. Are you willing to serve me? I don't know sometimes why God would have chosen to create Lynn Wilson. I'm a mom of two actually three, one's in glory, and two are here on the earth. I'm a mother-in-law, I'm a wife, I am a daughter, I am a sister, I'm a sister-in-law, I'm a cousin, I'm an aunt, I'm a great aunt, I'm a co-worker, I'm 
a servant at church. I have all these titles. He must have needed me over somebody else or he would never have created me. I want you to sit down and think about that. God has put you on a journey and to send you to your Canaan. What is it? Where does he want you to go? He needs you on that journey, not me. That journey is yours. You need to know if he created you, there is a purpose. Let's go back. Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, people perish. Jeremiah 29, 11, we talked about last week. For I know the plans I have for you. Can you get any more simple than that? I talked about keeping things simple. The Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. End of discussion. 1 Corinthians 14, 40, do things decently and in order. And 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, we have the scripture that we need to thoroughly equip us for every good work. There's more to come about the story. So we're in Egypt. We haven't let, left Egypt yet. What's the next part of the journey? Does Abram ever get to Canaan? Let me ask you a question. Have you gotten to your Canaan yet? You know, I'll tell you one thing. If you got to your Canaan, for us, that's not the end of it because God will continue to work in your life. Again, I don't know where he wants you to be. I don't know what he wants you to do. But I can tell you this. We are not to go on a journey and we are not to be distracted along the way and panicking over stuff that we have no control over. We cannot control politics. We cannot control the price of food. We cannot control what's happening around us. What I can control is my prayer life, how much I study the word of God, how often I listen to the Lord, and how much I want to serve him. That's what I can control. That's the journey that God has us on as believers. God doesn't have me on a journey to worry and to fret. He told me, go wash your dishes, go do your laundry, and go do your job from nine to five. I will take care of the rest. Keep it simple. Commit it to the Lord. Ask him what your journey is and come back next week with those same sandals and that same water bottle because now we got to figure out, are we going to leave Egypt? And if so, how are we going to get out of this? Pretty nice place to be right now. Got money. I got stuff. I got a house. I got cattle. I got everything I want. Is that the case? Let's find out next week. I'll see you the same time, same place next week.